even as the process ebbs and flows and like has challenges, the North Star is that we deserve, humans deserve better than than what's available to us now. And we can create that world, that better world. I believe in it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Equip to Recover, where we explore the intersection of recovery stories and eating disorder science to show you that recovery is not only possible, it is worth it. I'm Christina Safran, and today I am joined by Virgie Tovar. She's a writer, activist, and really a leading expert on weight-based discrimination and body image. Virgie has lived experience with an eating disorder and recovery. She's navigated these waters as a large-bodied person of color and uses her perspective to educate others and help improve health outcomes for all. I'm so excited for you to listen in as Virgie and I answer a burning recovery question from our audience of Warriors. And today's question comes from Rachel. Rachel asks, how can someone in a larger body find the courage to seek recovery when so much of the world and the medical field overlooks your experience and treats your size like it's a problem? Oof, I mean, this this is such a big one, right? I think, like, on the one hand, my first thought is taking the time to really, I think, sit with some of the grief of it, like, that just the grief of, like, this isn't fair, this shouldn't be happening, I should be able to get these things. And I think that that grief, to me, at least in my experience, like, it creates some room to begin to feel, well, what am I actually entitled to? What do I actually deserve? I was just writing this essay and I haven't, I haven't published it yet. I don't know that I will. It might just be a piece for me, but I was thinking of fat activism or fat positivity as time travel, right? It's like fat positivity is about being able to jettison between the moment we're in now and a future moment that we're fighting for. And I think in moments where I have to be really brave, those are the moments when I'm like in my little astronaut suit or whatever, metaphorically, and I'm jettisoning to a future time where the world is a better place for fat people. And understanding that like when I make this move, that this is one step closer to that world. But I think it can really be helpful in understanding. Like, I think for me, like when I think about, right, like, what's happening right now? Like, why am I not getting the thing that, that I deserve? Right. I think there is that ability. If you can kind of, I don't, I don't know if you, it's like, if you can almost like, I think there is sort of an arming or there is sort of like a a psychological place that you can kind of carve out. And for, and when I say arming, it might be like that day when I'm going to self-advocate, I'm wearing my badass bitch lipstick. I am wearing my pink business suit. I am wearing the shoes that let me do magical things. I am wearing the perfume that makes me feel like a million dollars, right? Or I'm going to have my call with my therapist or my best friend who's going to gas me. Or I'm going to like eat that breakfast that makes me feel like so good or or whatever it is, right? Like really kind of when you're having these moments where you have to self-advocate in whatever setting, whether it's medical or otherwise for your recovery, it's bring in all of your helpers 
And I really want to extend that list of like, maybe it's a candle, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a movie, like whatever it is, right, that helps you time travel to that place where you get what you want and you get what you deserve, right? Um, And all of us do. Like whatever gets you into that vibe is what you need to find. I think what's exciting is like, as we are healing, a lot of times the healing journey goes from something that's very external to something that's internal. So the external is like all your helpers, right? You've got like literally, I kind of want to give a counter example. I was... During the pandemic, I developed really acute flight anxiety for the first time in my life. Mm. And I go to my therapist, I, I hire a therapist who's focused on like flight anxiety and phobias and things. And my first, before, I can't even fly. I can't even, like, there's like the idea of being in an airport is a no, 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 no. He begins me on this exposure therapy. And really, when you're talking about anything that you're afraid of, whether it's fat phobia in a medical setting or not, you're talking about basic exposure therapy, right? And you don't go from like being terrified to jumping into the deep end. You take steps. So the first thing is like, can you drive to the airport? Can you even like think about like, we're not even going on a trip. How do you deal with like just driving to the airport? You're not even getting out of the car at this point. Then step two is, we drive to the airport and we go to one of the like the lounges or like what you know the, the the lobby where the departures are. Okay, we can you watch a movie that like you know has an airplane in it or the inside of an airplane. And then once I'm finally ready to take like a very short, super short flight, I've got like twenty things in my backpack. I've got like my iPad so I can watch all my pre recorded media. I've got aromatherapy. I've got my squishy toy. I've got my recording of him telling me everything's gonna be okay. I have like literally my suitcases. I've even got presents for myself that I'm like, if you get past minute five, open this gift. If you get past minute ten, open this gift. It's like this is way so a healing at the very beginning, right, is a lot about, again, it's like, what's in the backpack? What are you doing? What's the slow ramp up? What are the little steps that are along the way? And one thing I did with my therapist, which I think is useful here is like, what what's like, if we're going to map the process from A to Z, A is where I'm at, Z is where I want to ultimately be, what's every single step in between? Again, if it's like the recovery, you know, it, again, if it's, if it's like, if it's like medically interfacing, what's every step, including like call the doctor, make the appointment, drive to the appointment, eat the breakfast the day before the appointment, like every single step, what am I going to do along those, along those ways? And how am I going to practice as I get further along in the journey? And then as you start to have successes, which, and of course you'll have failures too, right? Those are like those moments where you're like, I can't, I couldn't do it. I had to cancel the flight. I had to cancel the appointment. I could, just couldn't have the conversation or I couldn't advocate for myself today. That's okay, right? Um, but as you also have successes, that process will go from a backpack full of stuff to an internal sense of strength. I don't maybe need that, like, I don't maybe need to bring the squishy this time because the squishy is like inside of me. <laughs> um, I have that faith inside of me. I don't need to bring the script where I write down every single thing I'm going to say to the doctor because it's going to be inside my brain. I'm going to believe it. And so I think just like, again, going back to the, the theme of spaciousness, giving yourself the time that you deserve to go through the process and understanding, right, that like there are logistical components to it. And as we become better at something, it goes from like a pile of stuff that we're, that we're sort of arming ourselves with to something that moves internally and having the faith that will happen. 
Oh, so many nuggets of wisdom there. And I think you absolutely need to write that article on fat activism being time trapped. <laughs> Thank you, Verdi, for sharing your insights on Rachel's burning question. Yes. It has been a pleasure having you here, Virgie. I have a couple more quick questions before we wrap up. What words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with, especially those who are in recovery and going into their battle with their eating disorder every single day? Oh, I mean, I just have so much hope for us. I've done this work for over 10 years. I've worked through my own things, my own demons, right? Like, and I've helped a lot of people do that. And I've watched a lot of people do it. There has not been a day where I felt like this was an unvanquishable thing. There's not been a day where I didn't end having hope. There's not a day that I, that ended where I felt like this is not worth it. So it's just like, I just kind of want to say like, even as the process ebbs and flows and like has challenges and is stalled, like I think the North star is that we deserve, humans deserve better than, than what's available to us now. And we can create that world, that better world. I believe in it. It's possible and it's worth it. I love that. How can all the listeners stay in touch with you? Um, I'm really active on Instagram at Virgie Tovar, V-I-R-G-I-E-T-O-V-A-R. Or you can find me on VirgieTovar.com. And I also um, am a contributor for Forbes.com if you want to go check out my profile there. Uh, but those are the best ways. Thank you so, so much for your time today, Virgie, and for all the incredible work you've put out into the world, being a voice for fat activism and recovery. I so appreciate what you do. Your work has literally helped and saved so, so many lives, and you are making such a difference in this world. Thank you for being here. You (laughs) too. Thank you for listening to Equip to Recover. Remember, recovery is not only possible, it is worth it. Find out more about Equip and how you can access treatment that works over at equip.health.